us today to the Old Testament. I believe that as we begin all over again, we need to start from the beginning. I think we're living in the Old Testament today. And so we go to the Old Testament that is as relevant today as the New Testament. Let's look at Job Chapter 28, verses 1 through 7. Job chapter 38, 38, 38, 38, 38, sorry. 1 through 7. It looks like the word John, but his name is Job. Won't you pray with me now? Almighty God, as I stand before you and your people, please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. For you, you are my strength. You are. And you are my redeemer. You save me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Won't you stand out of reverence for God's holy word? And listen now for the word of the Lord as we look at the scripture. And Job, it's a wonderful, wonderful book, one of my favorite, but Job has a million sermons in it. And so today we will look at a part of it and see what God is saying to us. Chapter 38. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is it? that darkens counsel by words without knowledge. Gird up your lion, lions, Job, like a man. I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding. Who determined this measurement? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? Or what were its bases sunk? Or, or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated.
Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. who is the greatest? Who is the greatest? One of the things that common sense will teach us is that in a culture, what people talk about the most or who people talk about the most, they have automatically declared as the greatest. Somebody say amen. amen. The greatest. We hear a lot about presidents and governments. We hear a lot about Supreme Courts and movements. Out of all of that, though, that we love to talk about, who's talking about? But who is the greatest? The greatest, the greatest. Well, many of us are familiar with the story of Job in the Bible, and our, our scripture this morning deals near the end of the book of, of Job when God decided to speak. God decided to speak. But it is important to the lesson that, that we give some brief overview of how we got here uh, leading up to our scripture reading today. And so, beloved, I'm just going to capsule this about the Bible before our scripture. The Bible teaches us this morning that the life of Job demonstrates that we are often unaware of the many ways God is at work in our lives as believers. That's just unaware. We, we don't even talk about it. It's not even a point of conversation for us to talk about how God is alive in the world and in our lives. So Job's life is also one that, that prompts us to ask a question that has been asked forever, and that question is, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? It's a difficult one to answer. But for those of us who believe in God, the thing we know is that God is always in control. So I'm asking people, what you worried about? God is still in control. Oh, good God Almighty. God is still in control. No matter what happens to us, God remains the greatest of all. Job knew that God was in, in control because Job was a believer. You can't say you believe in God and not know the power of God. He believed. You see, the Bible says that Job had no way of knowing why so many terrible tragedies were occurring in his life. Because the Bible says that Job was blameless. I'm telling you, that's something for, for God to say you're blameless. You're blameless and upright. He feared God and he shunned evil. That's what the Bible said about Job wonder what the Bible would have said about me. In other words, Job was loved by God. God loved Job. We all ought to know that God loves us. 
But here's the problem sometimes. What Job did, we don't always do. Job feared and loved God back. We're so interested in ourselves today. God loves me. God loves me. But the question is, do you love God back? So God was impressed with Job because he, he put the Lord first in his, in his life. And he, he lived by the laws of his faith and he stayed away from evil. Let's just hear the 411 about Job. Just a, Job had a wife. Job had 10 children. He had hired workers, plenty of land, cattle, and he was a very, very wealthy man. That's what the Bible said. I'm talking wealth now. And by all counts and all stretches of the imagination, Job had it going on. Job had it all together. Look at your neighbor and say, don't hate, don't hate. <laughs> but one day, one day, Satan, the devil, the devil, came before God. <laughs> it's interesting to know that even the devil who God created has to come before God. <laughs> He's the greatest. He came before God and God asked Satan, Satan, what, what do you think about my servant Job? <laughs> well, the devil accused Job at that time of honoring God only because God had blessed him. For God allowed Satan to take away Job's wealth and his children. And later God even allowed Satan to take away Job's health. And the devil took it all. Job grieved his loss. But Job didn't blame God. Job said, the Lord gives, and so the Lord can take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In spite of everything that's happened to me in life, still blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, beloved, Job never lost his faith in God, even under the most heartbreaking circumstances that tested Job to his very core of being as hard to imagine losing everything we own in one day. Job lost his property and his possessions and even his children. Now, most people would get so depressed uh, that they would think of uh, suicide or even lose their minds. And Job did become depressed. Job became depressed to the point that he wished he would have never been born, and he said that. But he still did not curse God and die as his wife had suggested. So you learn things about people when you're at your lowest. What he learned right then when his wife said, if I were you, Job, I'd just curse God and die. She was angry at God. And what Job found out was that she loved the things he provided her more than she loved him or God. Ooh. Ooh. He said, you a foolish woman. Then he had friends who said to him, Job, you must have done something. 
You just sinned and didn't tell nobody, but God knew about it, so you're being punished. Many times people think when something bad happens to you, it's because of something you did. They forget that if God punished us every time we did something wrong, we all would be in trouble. Somebody help me up in here today. They don't realize that sometimes you're going through what you're going through, not because you're bad, but because you're good. Oh, help me up in here, somebody. Look at somebody and say, the good are always tested. You can't just say, God, I believe in you. God say, let me test you to see if you just talking. It's so easy to talk. It's so easy to come to church and just do what we think we're supposed to do. That's so easy. But all oh, when it comes to passing the test. <laughs> Y'all love God so much that he said, though God slay me, yet shall I hope in him. Therefore, it's just as God said, <clears throat> Job kept the faith. Look at your neighbor and say, Job kept the faith. <clears throat> now, however, this is a point that you don't hear preachers preach about a lot. We just like to hear that part, how Job kept his faith. But somebody ought to know that in Job's humanness, in our humanness, things happen. Because Job was human and not God, he does express some human reaction to all that was going on in his life. In one instance, remember, Job said, I wish I had never been born. Another instance, Job said, I just wish I'd die. And now in this instance, right before our scripture, in another instance, he began to beg God to talk to him. It's, it's in the Bible. We don't, let me open this Bible up so I don't have to go back in here a minute. Y'all might not believe me. <clears throat> he said, Joe said, God, I want you to talk to me. Talk to me, God. And so Job started to ask God why. You have to read the whole book, isn't it? Joe just said, God. Job had suffered so much. God, why me? I've done all to please you. Why me? God, what have I done wrong? Job just wanted to know from the Lord. Just, what's up, God? What, what's going on? He had not lost his faith. He, he, just, he just thought he needed some answers. And he didn't think anything was wrong with questioning God in the midst of his pain in an humble kind of way. Job, Job wanted to talk things over with the Lord, with, with his heavenly father, with his God. That's all. God is 
such a time as this. I need you to talk to me. I've experienced times when I prayed to God and God didn't say anything back. I've asked God and God said nothing back. And yes, God heard Joe because he's God. It hurt you. But God didn't answer right away. God took his time before he decided to speak to Job. Decided to speak to Job. Oh, but when he did, he did, he did. He did so in a way that would get Job's full attention. We live in a world today where God is so ignored. <laughs> we live in a world today where God says, I want you to be impressed with me because I'm the greatest. We live in a world today that ignores God and doesn't lift God up. And so now God is having to do something in Job's life that will help us understand what God may be doing even today. So God came in the form of a tornado. God used the weather. Mm, Lord Jesus, we don't think God can do anything. God used the weather. For what? To get Job's attention. See, when it gets so bad, he's a jealous God. When it gets so bad, when his own people don't understand it, when his own people don't honor him and adore him and obey him and bow down before he has to do something. I would rather be thanked into heaven rather than cuddled into hell. That's what we want today. We want to come to church, the Bible says, in the last days. They want to hear things that make them feel good. But sometimes, to shake us up, to get us to heaven when we're going the wrong way, the wrong way. God has to do something phenomenal and dramatic to get our attention. That's what it's coming to in the world today. When I worry more about Donald Trump and talk more about him than I do God. God is in control. God is in control. I don't care who sits on the Supreme Court. God is in control. This is my father's world. Oh, let me never forget that though the wrong seems also strong. God is the ruler yet. Who's talking about God in the world today? So he used the weather to get Job's attention. He spoke to Job out of the whirlwind, the Bible says. And he did not come with the answer to Job's questions. Because God doesn't answer to us. Ooh. 
God don't have to answer me. He's God. God don't have to treat me a certain way. He's God. It's in my worst situation that God knows that I will give him glory. It's not because he's blessed me with everything that I'm going to give him glory. I'm going to give him glory no matter what. And he didn't come with the answer to Job's questions. He came asking the questions himself. See, God says, you don't question me. <laughs> I question you. Hmm. Well, when you have a job, you get confused. You don't question the boss. The boss questions you. Good Lord, have mercy. If we don't know how to do it in the physical, we certainly won't be able to do it in the spiritual. We think we have questions for God. Well, God has questions for us too. Our spiritual reading says, out of the storm, God spoke to Job. God said, who are you to question my wisdom with your ignorant, empty words? Stand up like a man and answer the questions I ask of you. Were you there, Joe? When I made the world, if you know so much, tell me about it. Who decided how large it would be? Who stretched the measurement line over it? Do you know all the answers? Do you think that just because you're a good man that I will not do with you as I please? See, Job was allowing his good works to make him feel prideful. And God continues to ask Job questions. We talk about the book of Job, and you should see most of this book is about God asking Job questions. God continues to ask Job questions for a long, long time. You, you have to read it. Let me, this is chapter 38, and it goes on. So, have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place so that it might take hold of the scorch of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it? Have you, Job? Have you entered into the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you, Job, comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare if you know all this. Declare if you know all of this. Then it goes on. Do you know the audiences of heaven? Can you establish that rule on earth? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds so that the floods of water may cover you? Can you send forth lightning so that they may go and say to you, here we are. Who has put wisdom in, the, in your inward parts or given understanding to your mind? Who has the wisdom to number the clouds? Who can tilt the water skin of the heavens when the dust runs into a mass and the clouds cling together? Ooh, chapter 39. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth, Joe? All oh, 39. Is the wild ox willing to serve you, Job? Do you give the horse his night? Do you clothe his neck with mane? Do you make it leap like the locust? And the Lord said to Job, Shall a fault finder contend with the Almighty? Anyone who argues with God must respond. Job, will you condemn me that you may be justified? How many times do we blame God for stuff that God didn't have anything to do with in our lives? 
If, if you're at a red light, stop. Don't walk out in front and then say, God, let a car hit you. He said, will you condemn me that you might be justified? Have you an arm like God? And can you thunder with a voice like mine, y'all? My goodness, 41. Then 42 says, it goes on 38, 39, 40, 41. Then the beginning of 42 says, then Job answered the Lord. God wants to check our humility. God, God wants to check our ability to bow down. God wants to check our ability to have godly sorrow. And so Job answered the Lord. He says, Lord, I know that you can do all things, chapter 42, and that no purpose of yours can be stopped. That's why you need to be on God's side, because he's going to have the victory in the end. Be careful whose side you're on. God will have the last word. Job says, and so, Lord, therefore I've uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me. And I didn't even know. And after the Lord had spoken these words to Job, the Bible says, chapter 42, verse 10, and the Lord restored the fortunes of Job. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Obedience is better than sacrifice. The Bible says, and Job died old and full of life. He even restored Job's youth. Beloved, the greatest lesson that we learn from the book of Job is that God doesn't have to answer to anybody for what he does or does not do. And he is the only one because God, not people or governments, God is the greatest. So Job's experience teaches us that we may never know the specific reason for suffering, but we must trust and the greatness, the holiness, and the righteousness of Almighty God. Our responsibility to God is to obey him, to trust him, and to submit to his will, whether we understand it or not. Because when we do, then we will see more clearly the greatness of our God. And we will say, Job said, in 42.5, Job said, Lord, my ears had heard of you. Mm -hmm. Job said, my ears have heard of you. Many people have heard of God. Job says, but now my eyes have seen you. Many people have heard of God, but few people know 
who God is. I'll never forget a woman saying to me, I don't like the God of the Old Testament. What I wanted to say was, he probably don't like you either, but I didn't say that. Because it don't matter whether you like God or not. That's very arrogant. You think God cares if you like him or not? Read Job. Read Job. It's not that we've heard about him. Do we know him? Job said, I know you now, Lord. I've seen with my eyes. So the question this morning is, who is the greatest? And the correct answer is, God is the greatest. When we really see that God is the greatest, is then we can sing with great energy. God, I'm not worshiping you because you're good to me. God, God, I'm not worshiping you because you've given me things. Because the devil can give people things. God, I'm not worshiping you because I've never been through anything. God, I'm worshiping you because you're God. All by yourself, you are God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. You are God. Put the stars in the sky, the sun and the moon. You are God. You created the oceans and the seas and all the things that are in them. You created me. You are God. God, and because of who you are, not what you've done for me, but because of who you are, the greatest of the great, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, the Bible says, lift your hands and pray. I lift my hands and say, Lord, I worship you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I adore you. Oh, Lord, there's nobody like you. You hold the world in the palm of your hand. You're able to do any and all. worship you, Lord, because of who you are. Out of my mouth should come your name before the name of any human being. Out of my heart, I need to get to know you better than I know myself. I need to get to know you better than I know my friends or my children. I need to get to know who you are. I'll lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. That's it. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Jokes, I just heard about you, but now I know. Because of who you are, stand to your feet.
talk about God sometimes. Pick up your Bible and read the Bible. Everywhere you go, mention his name. Everything unto God. The work you do ought to be unto God. Your marriage is unto God. Parenting is unto God. Your work in the church unto God. I said to the district superintendent this past week, one thing, Mr. DF, I want you to know that I try my best. I try my best. I try my best to do a work of excellence unto God. Unto God. Because of who you are. I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Who is it? Jehovah Jireh. That's who he is. My. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Jehovah. Nisei. Yes, you are. Lord, you reign in victory. Jehovah Shalom. You are my prince of peace. Lord, I worship you. Because. Get it straight, don't get it twisted.